thankful today. Super thankful. So I got a message that I'm, I'm passionate about. I believe that it is in, uh, it's, 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 the timing is right now. And so I'm passionate about it. I believe that uh, the younger generation is getting the baton passed from the older generation right now. And so my message is called Passing the Baton. So I feel like not just an agape church, but in the church in a whole right now, I feel like that's what's happening. I feel like that's where we're at. You know, the, the baton is being passed to the younger generation. So nobody better to share this message than somebody who's right in the middle. So I am not a millennial, and I'm not an old timer, even though, even though some of the youngsters might consider me a little bit getting there. So I'm going to be 40 this year, so I'm, I'm, I'm middle-aged. Wow. Just to say that, man, that's, that's weird, right? So I'm middle-aged. Yeah, it's going down. So, so I feel like I'm a good representative to be able to share this message as somebody who's in the middle. So, you know, because I work with youth, I work with young people all the time, and so I feel like I'm super connected to young people, but I also work with a lot of the older folks, too. And I have a huge honor and respect for the, for the older folks who just, they poured into me and, and, like I said, taught me how to be a man, taught me how to be a husband, taught me how to be a good father. So I'm super thankful for the older generation, and I, and I, and I honor them, I love them, respect them. And so because I, I, I'm, I'm right in the middle, I feel like there's things that need to be addressed, there's things that need to be addressed. And as the family of God, we should be able to talk about things, right? Should be able to be real with each other and be able to talk about things. So we're going to do that today. So, but we're going to start off with this. So it's called passing the baton. All right. So in track and field, there's the relay race. Okay. I just bought this uh, baton online. It is very light. I don't know if you ever held a baton. These things are super light. Really cool. But uh, so passing the baton. There's a relay race, and in the relay race, there's usually four people, I believe, and so they run, and then they get into an exchange zone, and they pass the baton on to the next person, okay? So we're going to do a little demonstration to make sure everybody's awake this morning. Everybody had their Starbucks? No, Black Horse. That's right, Black Horse over here. So I'm going to bring up some representatives, Richard Ayers, Pastor Richard Ayers. Give it up, y'all. Give it up. And then my nephew, David, come on up. So they're going to do a little demonstration, okay, of passing the baton. All right. So Richard's going to be representing for the older generation. The old timers. The old timers, okay. And then David's going to be representing for the youngsters. All right. So give it up for Richard one time. Yes. And give it up for David. All right. So as I said, there's an exchange zone, okay? And right now in the body of Christ, that's where we're at. We're in the exchange zone. You know, even I talked to Pastor Mike a lot about the Jesus People Movement. Anybody familiar? Jesus People Movement, all right? So a lot of the people in the Jesus People Movement, that era, it's, they're passing the baton right now. And when I go to all these conferences, art conferences, AFCM conferences, I'm talking with a lot of these these older folks, and they're telling me, man, it's, it's that season right now. It's not just agape. This is going on all over the world. This is going on all over the world. It's that time we're passing the baton. So we're going to give you a little de demonstration of passing the baton. All right, David, go get in your spot over there. All right. But you got to cheer him on, guys, okay? You got to cheer him on. Look at Richard. Doesn't he look ready to go? Yes. Okay, Richard. All right. Here we go. Ready, set, go.
Cheer him on, cheer him on. Finish strong, David, bring it home. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. So it can be exciting, right? Passing the baton. You know, my, my youngest son, Jacob, he did track and he did long distance running as well. And uh, it was a lot funner to, to watch when he did track because you get to see everything. When he did the long distance cross country running, I would see him take off and then I'd only see him when he came back in. That was it. But in the, uh, in the relay race, it was really cool to watch him. But Man, when they drop it or something goes wrong in the real race, it's, it's pretty serious. So they're running really fast. But, uh, so we're going to be talking about passing the baton from the older generation to the younger generation. Now, it could be exciting, right? It was really exciting to see them pass the baton. But there's some things that come along with passing the baton. And then we're going to talk about those things today. There's been a tension brewing. There's been a tension brewing between the younger generation and the older generation. And as I said, as a family... We got to address these things. We got to talk about these things. We can't just ignore things and just think they're just going to go away. Or just ignore those things and think, hey, this is going to be a great transaction. This is going to be a great, a great uh, handing off the baton without talking about the things that are happening. And they're happening not just at Agape Church, they're happening all around the world. The way the younger people are feeling and the way the older people are feeling. And so we're going to talk about those things today. We're going to get real today. You guys ready to talk about those things? All right. So there has been attention brewing, attention of the younger and older generations, and the role that we all play in it, because there's a role that we all play in it. And we're going we're gonna to get good at passing the baton. We're going to get good at passing the baton between the older generation and the younger generation, and it's that time right now, and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. So there's been attention brewing. It's attention that's probably existed for many years, but it's at a boiling point right now. It's attention of generations. And as a middle-aged person, I've had a front-row seat. I've had a front-row seat. When I go to these conferences, I hear from the younger people. You know, they're telling me, hey, you know, this is, this is how we see it, and this is where we see where we're going. I hear from the older generation how th this is how we see it, and these things need to stay like this, and this needs to be like this. And so I'm hearing it from both sides, but I'm right in the middle. I feel like I'm right in the middle, so I feel like I'm a good representation for that. So we're going to talk about some of those tensions. So what are some of those tensions? What's the tension? So from the younger generation, disconnect with where they are, wanting to go further, faster. So even as you see with David, he's right there. Man, he's ready to go. You know, he's ready to go. He can't wait to get that baton and take off, you know. Young people, they want to go. Let's do it now. Let's go. You know, that's where they're at. Looking for opportunity to lead now and get experience. They're looking like, put me in, coach. I'm ready to go. They want to go now. They give me an opportunity. I'm ready to do this. I'm on fire for God. I want to do something. Eager to change the world with new ideas and do something big. Young people with a passion for God, they want to do something big. God gives them a dream and they, they're dreaming big. They're like, I want to do something amazing for God. I want to do something huge. Let's go change the world, right? Wanting a seat at the leadership table. Young people, they have these big ideas they have these big plans, and they have all these things in their hearts and in their minds, and they're like, I think this could change the game. I think this could be the, you know, the game changer. And so they, they want a seat at the table so that they can implement those things. They want to see those things work because they believe in, with their heart that those are things that we need. So they've got these huge ideas and saying, hey, I want to be at the leadership table so we can see these things happen. Faced with either climbing the ladder 
or going out and creating their own opportunities. So a lot of times younger people, they feel like, man, you know, like you want me to do this in 20 years from now or 10 years from now, you know, I, I feel like I need to do this right now. I feel like this is something that's in my heart and it's brewing in my heart and I, I got to get this out. I got to do this. And so if you're not going to put me on, then I'm going to go do it somewhere else. That's how young people think. That's how young people feel, you know? So these are some of the, uh, these are some of the tensions that are going on between the, with the young generation. Here's some of the things with the older generation, with the tension. Sees a younger generation filled with entitlement. Filled with entitlement, thinking, yeah, you know, you just want everything given to you, right? You just want everything given to you. You haven't put in the blood, sweat, and tears and the hard work. You, you, just, you just feel like this is just going to be yours without any of those things. Often fearful of change. Change is hard. Change is really hard for everybody. And especially when you've been doing the same thing for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, right? Change can be really hard for everybody. But when you're, but when you're an old-timer, you gotta, that change has been for a long time. So it's a lot harder to change in some of those areas. So it's often fearful of change. It could be hard has wisdom and experience that the younger generation desperately needs. Desperately, desperately needs. Hesitant to give opportunity and leadership to younger generation who hasn't earned it. Who hasn't earned it, right? So they're hesitant. Well, I did this for this many years, and I went through that, and I, and I went to Bible college for 10 years, whatever the case may be. But you just want this passed to you. You just want this without having to earn it. Uneasy about placing a still maturing younger generation in leadership and making big mistakes. So, you know, I think when I'm thinking about this, so I'm teaching my son how to ride a motorcycle right now. Okay. And so teaching my son how to ride a motorcycle and I'm kind of like going through the gears and teaching him all the stuff. And I can just see he's not hearing me at all. He's just thinking, I'm trying to get to the end of the street right now. You know what I'm saying? He's just thinking, I'm trying to go. You know, just let me loose. I'm, I got this, right? And I'm out in the street, and I'm watching to make sure he doesn't fall down, all that stuff. He's eager. He's ready to go, you know? But we're scared. We're scared that he's going to fall, right? And, and with the older generation, we're scared that they're going to they're gonna fall on their face, right? And so there's some fear involved in that. And so... Again, as a, young per, as, as a middle-aged person, see, I, I still think I'm a young person. So as a middle-aged person, I feel like a young person, you know. But as a middle-aged person, again, I feel like I'm right in the middle. I've been hearing these things at these conferences. I, I mean, I've been hearing this stuff. And so I've compiled some things of what an older generation would say to the younger generation and what the younger generation would say to the older generation. And I'll be that representative, and I'll be that middleman. Okay, and there's some things in this that you might say, yeah, I can, you know, some of that stuff I agree with or I feel that, but some of it I really don't. There might be one thing, there might be all of it, but this is where we're at. This is what's happening right now in this exchange zone with the baton being passed of what's feeling from the younger generation and from the older generation. And we got to talk about this stuff. We got to talk about this stuff because it's important. So from the younger generation speaking to the older generation. Oh, excuse me, to the older generation speaking to the younger generation. You are not your ideas. You are not what you create. 
You are a child of God who is loved as you are, not for what you do. This is an older person speaking to a younger person. So these big ideas and these big things, that doesn't make you who you are. God loves you for who you are. God loves you for who you are without anything, doing anything. So he loves you just exactly how you are right now. You don't have to, do, you don't have to go out and change the world for God to love you. He loves you right now. Just as much as he will always love you. Second one, quit whining that you don't have a seat at the table. Earn it. Earn it through hard work and good stewardship of every opportunity and responsibility you've been given. So quit whining that you don't have a seat at the table and just wanting it handed to you. You got to work hard. It comes from hard work and good stewardship. When, when you get one little job, you're faithful over that job, and then you get another job. You got to stay faithful. You got to be faithful over little things, and you'll get big things. Arrogance overshadows talent. It's cancerous and will be a barrier to the opportunities you seek. So we're quick to look out of the way, old timer. I'm coming in. I got this. I got the new ideas. I got the new stuff. This is how we're going to do it. But that arrogance will definitely leave you flat on your face. It's about that honor. It's about being, when you're, you're getting the, uh, the baton pass, it's honoring the generation ahead of you. So that arrogance will definitely be something that will land you flat on your face. And it's cancerous, and it will be a barrier to the opportunities you seek. Lead and be led. Constantly be leading into others younger than you and seek mentors that can pour wisdom into your life. Show me somebody who's been discipled properly, and I'll show you a good Christian. Show me somebody who's been poured into that, that either women of God or men of God poured into a young person and, and, and put everything they got into them, helped them raise them up, Grow them up spiritually, and I'll show you a strong Christian that's doing some big things. we got to disciple people. It's all about discipleship. Constantly over-deliver. It's a lost art and will make you stand out from the crowd. Over-deliver. So you hear a lot of young, uh, I hear a lot of older people. Young people are just doing the bare minimum. They're just doing, just doing the bare minimum and I remember back then, we, we'd go above and beyond. And when we're talking about the kingdom of God, we go above and beyond. We give it everything we got. We give it everything we got. Hustle. Learn the discipline of hard work. It'll pay off for years to come. Got to work hard. Got to work hard. And not think that it's going to come without hard work. Be confident in what you know, but always be learning. You can learn something from everyone around you especially those who are older and wiser. Older and wiser. The quicker you realize you're not always right and don't have everything together, the quicker you'll enjoy your imperfect journey. But you, because you, those of us that have children, those of us that are around young people, hey, I got it. You know, I can't tell you how many times I hear that at my house. So we got 15 18 and 20. I got it. Hey, let me show you. I got it. Right? You don't got it. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Right? Okay. So, the quicker you figure that out, you don't have everything together, the quicker you'll endure your imperfect journey. Okay. So, that's to the young folks. All right. So, let's talk about, from a young perspective, to the older folks. We need mentors to help us realize our dreams 
not be molded into your dreams. Because God is giving younger people dreams and visions, and they want to do big things. And you're saying, well, I don't think that's what God has for you. But God's given them a dream, and it might not be your dream. So, we, so they need mentors to help, to help them realize those dreams. We need opportunity now, not later. Set up an environment where it's okay to fail. And we can learn from our mistakes. So that's not saying you, you, you're just going to give them this crazy huge platform, but you've got to start somewhere. You've got to give them opportunity, right? Got to learn. Be authentic in your leadership and be open about your mistakes. We lean into it and follow authentic leaders. And that's one reason why I believe my relationship with Pastor Mike and Richard, they're very open with me, they're very honest with me. But if you, if you paint this picture to a young person that's, that's coming up and you know, is trying to do the best for the Lord and trying to you know, go hard for God, and, and you're painting yourself as you're not telling them what's going on behind the scenes, you're not telling them your struggles and those things, they're going to think, man, you're not, you're not showing them a, a, a real picture of what's going on. They need to know that you got the same struggles, you're going through those things. So we need to be honest and upfront and be real. Don't let fear of change rob the next generation of the opportunity to bring forward a better future. It may be different, but it may be exactly what is needed. Fear is, can get in the way. I know it's hard sometimes, you know, you see different styles, different things, and you think, oh, man, I don't know, you know, because we haven't seen that before. But we can't be afraid of change because it's happening. And we have to embrace change. We can't be afraid of change. We're going to have to embrace it if we want to see this baton being passed. The younger generation will approach work and life differently. That's not because your way is wrong or their way is wrong. It's just different. Learn from it. Embrace it. We have to embrace it. The way that, that, you know, like, you see, like, I think of Google, right? And you see, like, I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of the, like, the workplace in Google, you know? Everybody's kind of riding around on scooters and, you know, like, doing all kinds of stuff. You're like, that's a little different, you know? It's cool, but it's totally different. But as you can see, they get stuff done there, don't they? But that not, might not be the way that the older generation would, would do it. But they're getting stuff done. So it might be different, but we got to embrace it. Last one here. We learn by being taught, but we learn best by experience. We need a chance. Young people need a chance to get in the game so that they can learn. If we just constantly, no, you need to, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, until eventually they're just going to get burned out and say, never mind. Just never mind then. You know, I, I, I want to go minister to people. Well, you know, you still need to do all that. We need to give them a chance. We need to give them a chance. So we're looking at all these different things. The tension from the older generation to the younger generation. Are you guys with me? It's real stuff, you know? So that's where the tension comes from. So let's talk a little bit about in the New Testament where Paul is passing the baton to Timothy, okay? So we're going to get down to the root of things. What's most important when we're passing the baton, okay? Because the style of the music, what the stage looks like, what the lights look like, what we're dressed like, all those things are not important. All those things are not important. Let's talk about what's important. Let's talk about what Paul was talk, sent two letters to Timothy. He knew he was at the end of his time, and he said, you know what? 
I'm, he said, I'm passing the baton. Let's, let's, hear what, let's see what Paul was talking about. What's important? What's really important? Because we can get wrapped up in all those other things. We can get so wrapped up and so caught up in things that don't really matter that it starts affecting us p- passing the baton. And now we're arguing, and now there's strife, and now there's things going on that's unnecessary. And that's a way that the enemy could use to come in and put a wedge in between the generations and stop the baton from being passed. So in 2 Timothy 1, 13 through 14, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. What's the good thing? What's the baton? What's that good thing? It's the gospel. It's the gospel. It's the truth. It's God's word. That is what's being passed. Not the way I talk or my hat or the way I look or the way I do things, but it's the gospel that we preserve. We protect. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. 2 Timothy 2.2. And the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. It's a trust when you're, passing, when you're passing the baton. There's a lot of trust with that. Even Pastor Mike letting me come up here on a Sunday and preach. There's trust there. And when we're passing that baton, we're saying, hey, I'm trusting you with this. The gospel, the most important thing in this whole world, there's nothing more important than the gospel in this whole world. Nothing. It's the most valuable thing in this whole world. It's the gospel and the word of God and the truths from the word of God. So I have a paper here. I just want to read some, some thoughts from, from Paul that I put together. Paul knew that his end was near. He had carried the tor- torch for over 30 years and now is concerned that the baton of faith be carried forward to the next generation. Paul commissioned Timothy, his son in the faith, to be strong in guarding the treasure of the gospel of Christ. Faithful in proclaiming the gospel and now committed to passing the truth of the gospel to the next generation who will not waver in their faith and commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been given the gospel as a sacred trust from God to keep it, defend it, guard it, and now delegate it. This sacred trust involves passing it on to the next generation. It is a living chain of truth that extends from one generation to the next. The gospel is a treasure given To guard, keep, protect, defend, preserve, and watch because it's always in danger of being corrupted, diluted, and changed. It's in danger always of being corrupted and diluted and changed as we can see. So many crazy things out there tell us all these things. Jesus isn't the only way. There's many ways, right? I mean, we're hearing all these different things coming out and it's just growing more and more in the day and age that we live in. We need to protect the gospel We need to protect the gospel. So it's important. It's important. Paul and the apostles saw the gospel for what it is. A true treasure worth sharing, worth guarding, worth living for, and worth dying for. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that good thing committed to us. Our true eternal treasure, and we must preserve this sound teaching from being corrupted by any means. Paul fulfilled his sacred duty to faithfully proclaim the gospel and guard this treasure to be passed down without compromise, distortion, or diluting it in any way. He held tightly to the pattern of truth. 
he was taught as he received the baton of faith from Christ himself to run his leg of the race. And it is the baton of these things which Paul passes on to Timothy with the responsibility to run his leg of the race well. What we need to be concerned with is the truth being passed on. That's what we need to be concerned with. The true gospel and the word of God. That's what we need to be concerned with. It's all about building the kingdom. It's all about building the kingdom. We want to be able to say, God, you trusted us with the gospel and we preserved it, we took care of it, and we passed it on. And it was about that. And I did not let my likes, I didn't, like the, didn't let the way I want things, the way I like things, get in the way of passing that on. Because that can happen, can it not? It's about the gospel. It's about the truth. And so we're going to get to the heart on things because that's what it really comes down to. It comes down to the heart. If you can get to somebody's heart, if God can get to your heart, he can change your life. If you give your heart completely to him, then he's got something to work with, right? So it's about the heart. So my plea is for the younger generation is this. Respect your elders. Respect your elders. All the blood, sweat, and tears, and many, many years they put into the gospel until they put into service to the Lord, and then you're just going to come up and get out of my way, I got this? That's disrespectful. That's not honoring to them. We got to honor our elders, those people who put in years and years and years of work, who've labored for the Lord. Blood, sweat, and tears for so many years, so much that you, so many things that you could never even imagine because you're not behind the scenes. I remember when I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a minister, and yeah, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's the most rewarding, it's the most awesome thing, but it's, it's, it, it's real. You're dealing with people's salvation. It's the most serious thing in the world, dealing with people's lives. And so all those calls that they got in the middle of the night, all those times that they sacrificed and went to love on people and help people, and when they were broke, gave them money to help them, this is real talk, you know? And all those parties they weren't invited to because they were true men of God or women of God. All the people that didn't want to hang out with them anymore because they preached the true gospel with no compromise. And family members didn't want to hang out with them anymore. And friends didn't want to be around them anymore. That's the cost. That's the cost to preach the, to preach the true gospel. And it's real. And so those people... The older folks, we're just going to say, get out of my way. I'm not going to respect everything that you've done. We've got to love them. We've got to respect them. We've got to honor them. I, 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 I think about my mother, and I think about, you know, my mom has her hearings not so well, you know. And so sometimes I have to tell her th things four, five times maybe, you know. But I think back when I was a kid and what a little rascal I was. And to put up with me was crazy, you know. And so I think of the patience she had with me, how she loved me, and the patience she had with me. So it's the same way. So Richard, Pastor Mike, all these people that invested in me, and I was a rascal coming into the body of Christ as well. But they were patient with me. They loved me. They took time to teach me and show me. And now I'm just going to bulldog them? No, that's not honoring. That's not how we honor our elders. That's not how we do it. Just like my mom. I, if I have to have, be patient with her and tell her four or five times with a smile on my face, then that's what we do because we've got to honor those, those, those elders. We've got to honor those people in our lives. So young people, hear what I'm telling you. Have patience. 
Have patience. They might not know the new apps. They might not know the new stuff. And you're, and you're like, hey, yeah, just text that to me, yeah. And they want to have a five-minute conversation about it. But you're like, yeah, you can just text that to me. You need to have that five-minute conversation and honor them. And not disrespect them. And they might know, not know all the new technology, but that's all right. You just be patient with them and you love on them because they loved on you when you were little and you needed patience. So we got to honor the older folks. I love you guys. I do. I do. And so what about for the younger people, my plea to the older people is this. So I sit around stories and I hear over and over again, man, I remember when. I remember when God did some big, amazing, crazy things. We needed money for our building. We needed, we needed this for that and that for that. And I just remember how God showed up. But when God showed up, he used people. But when God showed up, he used other people, older people, that had the money, that had the resources, and they could help you. And so when the younger people are hearing these stories of how God showed up for you and did these big, amazing things and used people to help you, and then they come with their dreams, and they come with, I want to do something big for God. I'm ready to go. Put me in. I got this dream. I know it's from God. I want to do it. Settle down, son. We'll talk about that later. How do you think that makes young people feel? They're hearing the stories of how God helped you, but through people, you're that person that needs to help them. You're that person that needs to help that young person that has the dream. You're the, you're the prayer that they're going to have later on telling, I remember when. I remember when that person stepped up and helped me. So what happens to young people when that, when that happens? Their hearts get crushed. And they just say, ah, man, never mind. I thought it was going to be like when, I, I thought it was going to be like your story. I thought it was going to be like when God did big things for you. So we got to remember that young people's hearts get crushed. And I'm not saying that there's timing, there's all those things, but we got we to give them a platform. We got to help them and put them on and encourage them and say, you know what? God's still alive. If he did it with me, he can do it with this young person. Because God's still alive, and the way he's, he changed me and did all those things for me, he can do it for you, just like that. And when we, when we stop believing that, we, you might as well hang it up, right? we gotta, we got to always believe anything's possible. Anything's possible with Christ. So from either, either side, older or younger generation, here's the deal. Again, back to the heart. We're talking about Paul passing the baton. What's important? We've got to keep our eye on what's important because we can get really off on that and we can get so tunnel vision on things that drive us crazy or bug us or make us frustrated, but we've got to keep our eye on what's most important and that's the gospel and that's the word of God and the truths and we can get so caught up in those other things and the enemy will come in with a wedge and he'll separate us and then the baton's not being passed because now we've got strife in the house. And this is, this is something that's going on right now, and I see it, and that's why we're addressing it. Because we need to see the baton being passed, and we can do this well. And we can do this well. Because it's about the gospel. It's not about us. It's not about our preferences. It's not about those things. It's about us loving somebody else more than ourselves. So common ground here. Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, if there are any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, 
having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So this applies to the younger generation and the older generation as well. We need to say, hey, I, I recognize that, you know, that this might bother you, but here's the whys behind it. Can we talk about it? Can we sit down? Can we have a cup of coffee? Can we talk about these things? Here's the why behind we do this. And the older generation, just like Richard said, he had to put jacks for safety. Okay, older generation, we need to, we need to be careful with this because this can, this can be dangerous. If we cross that line or if we do this or that, we need to be able to have open conversations about this stuff. We need to be able to meet in the middle somewhere out of love. It's out of love. It's out of love for each other. We're not supposed to be in conflict and strife. That's where the enemy comes in, and that's where we're not going to be able to pass the baton. That's where we're not going to be able to see people coming in and getting saved. And that's what we're supposed to be doing as the church. That's what we're supposed to be doing as the church. And so my heart is for you guys this morning is this. If, have you been hurt? Have you been hurt? Has a young person hurt you in that area for the older generation? Hey, get out of the way, I got this. Oh, man, you don't know that app. Make you feel foolish. Make you feel like you're not up to date on what's cracking and what's going on. Right? Or what about the opposite? Young people, you got your dream squashed? You come all excited running up? Put me in, coach. I got a dream. Let's do this. Let's change the world. Ah, uh, pipe down. Right? It hurts. It hurts, and we're supposed to encourage each other, build each other up. We're supposed to put somebody else over ourselves. So when you hear that young person or that young person hears the older person, what you feel and what's going on in your life, it matters more than me. It matters more than me. I'm going to put you over me. And we got to get to the heart. We've got to get to the heart so we can pass this baton and we can do it right and we can say, God, we passed this baton and we did it right. We did it out of love. And we thought of both sides and we did it out of love and we worked together to build your kingdom because that's the most important thing on this earth. It's more important than my wants and my needs and how I want it to look and how I want everything to go. It's about building the kingdom. At the end of the day, that's what it's about, building the kingdom. Let's pass the baton. Let's do it right. So if you've been hurt, today's a new day. Today's a new day. And we need to get that stuff out of our heart. And I'll tell you what, I've been hurt. And I've had to go through this stuff. And believe me, a lot of us are in that situation. A lot of us are like, I don't like the way things are being done. And we go home behind closed doors. And me and my wife, and we're talking about why they don't like this and that. But the reality is, is that there's a bigger picture. And, we, and those seeds are going to turn into big trees. And they're going to grow and they're going to turn into hate. They're going to turn into fear. They're going to turn into things that God doesn't want inside of us. And we got to get rid of those things. And we got to be free from those things. And we got to love each other and we got to work together so we can see the kingdom of God being built. So if you're here today and you say, you know what? I have been hurt. I have been hurt by younger people. Or if you're a younger generation, you say, you know what? I do have dreams or visions, and, you know, passions, things that I'm wanting to do. And I've been hurt because I, I, you're making me feel like I'm, like I'm not worth, like I can't live up to your standards or I can't live up to what you want me to do. Have you been hurt? You don't have to leave hurt. That's the great thing about being a part of the kingdom of God. We're a family. We're part of the kingdom of God. We can get right. 
We can go to God and say, take this from me. I know it's there. Those seeds that have been planted, maybe they haven't grown into shrubs and bushes already. Maybe they're trees already. Let's pull it at the root. Let's get it gone so that we can work together. If you've been hurt, you can leave here not hurt. God can work on those things. If you guys got things going on in your heart, you, could, you can pretend like you don't, and you can be fake and pretend like, no, I'm good, and just leave. But you know what? If you care about this, if you care about this, the most important thing, let's get right. Let's get right. Let's get right. So I'm going to pray for everybody. But if you need to come up today, you need to come to the altar, and you got something, you need to leave here, and you don't ever want to return to it again, God is powerful enough to take that stuff from you. God's good, and he's, he's amazing. He can take it from us. If we give it to him and we just say, God, I've got this in my heart. I want to see the kingdom built, and this might be a stumbling block to passing the baton. This might be stuff that's going to be a stumbling block to seeing your kingdom being built. God, I'm leaving this here today, and I don't ever want to go back. Forgive me, God, for, for being like that. Forgive me for letting those things in. You can do that today. You can do that today because it's about the kingdom. So everybody stand up. We're going to pray. And if that's you today, it's between you and God. It's not between you and anybody else. And this altar is going to be open. It's going to be open for you. It could even be your, your own children. Or it could be your father or mother where you just feel that. But we can let that stuff go today. We can let that stuff go. Because God's still alive and he's still working. And he's changing our hearts every day. Lord, I just thank you for this body. I thank you for everybody in this room, the older generation, the younger generation, and everybody in between, God. We give you our hearts today, Lord. We don't want to be a stumbling block. We don't want to let things in that, that you don't want in our hearts, God. Any, any hurts, any pains, we give that to you. We ask, God, that you take those things from us. We give those things to you, God. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing those things in. Forgive us, God, for allowing things in that we know that shouldn't be in our hearts. Forgive us, Lord. We give it to you, God. We want to see the baton pass to the next generation, God. We want to see people saved, God. We want to see lives changed in San Luis Obispo. Lord, we don't want to get in the way of that, God. We give you our hearts today, Lord. We give you our hearts. We give you our minds, our thoughts. All those things, that w the ways that we think it should be, God, we hand those to you. We say, have your way at Agape Church. Have your way in the kingdom of God in a whole. We give you our hearts, Lord. Forgive us, God, if we've, if we've sinned against you, Lord. Forgive us, God. I just pray, Lord, that, we'd all, this, that this message would just impact our hearts and that we'd just... You told us to love each other, God. People would know us as a family by the way we treat each other, by the way we love each other. How the younger in generations would treat each other, God. Help us to love each other. Help us to be patient with each other, just as my story about my mom. Help us to be patient with each other, God. From the older to the younger and from the younger to the older. Help us to be patient, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for living inside of us convicting us, strengthening us. We give you our hearts today, God. We love you, Lord. And I thank you for Agape Church, and I thank you for everybody here, God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.